Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. I'll start that again. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Just before we recorded that bit, mate, you said, yeah. right. Yeah. And then I sort of thought, that's a really good way to start a podcast, right? So uh, after you, because you usually, you know, handle the uh, initial admin of the podcast, yeah. the intros and all that. I think it's good to go, Right. <laughs> Is that sort of what a caretaker or a, or a building site foreman? Yeah. Is that what they're called, Andy? The bosses on a building site, are they called foremen? The foreman? Yes. Yeah, I think so. They kind of turn uh, up and they, look, they survey the, the site and they put their yeah. hands together and they go, right, right, right then, right. I tell you who else I reckon would do that as well, not yeah. on stage, but before he went on, James Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I think you get everyone together and go, right. Right, and then they're gone. Right, first yeah. things first. I want to kiss myself. Right, yeah. just give myself a little kiss. Now let's get down to business. Let's do some songs. Um, well, we could do that from now on if you want. Then, right, you, start, you want to start the episode again? It's a bit like Fred Truman on um, what do you call it? Where Indoor league. Yeah, nothing. He used to do that. Was his thing, I'll see thee. I'll see thee. At the end. I'll see yeah. thee. Um, oh well, let's start again and see how it goes. Are you are you, yeah. are you wanting to do it after you've done your bit? No, you, I think you, you should do it. Me? Yeah, because it's so. so it's, it was you, you gave me the because you actually did say off yeah. air. You said right just before we started recording, yeah. and I, I just found it very inspirational. It good, because it right. made me feel it, like we are men of action. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute because we've got a new <laughs> yeah. a new moniker for ourselves. Um, okay. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Right. Yeah, let's then get what? down to it. Let's get down to this podding business. Let's pod the uh, fuck out of this. Maybe um, you should then say right after I do. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I'll I'll say right, and you say right. Yeah. Yeah. Like an um, agreement. All yeah. right. Here we go. Try again. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Welcome along to this episode. I don't know, maybe it feels too much. I don't know if it'll catch on. Nah, well, it'll go smoother next time. This is just like yeah, a working process. This is what you call a deconstructed yeah, podcast so. where you see us workshopping some of our ideas. Yeah. I mean, we were doing this earlier on today, weren't we, in the, uh, the, the Top Flight Time Machine WhatsApp group. I say group, it's just me and you mm. messaging each other. <laughs> And you suggested something that we you wanted to start calling us henceforth. I want us to refer to ourselves and have our press team, our communications mm. department, when Which they again talk, is just ourselves in, insisting whenever we are mentioned in the mainstream media, which we are a great deal, to yeah, always refer to us as not as podcasters because that's what 
podcasting, we've gone beyond that. We're not podcasters, like the little <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, everyone's a fucking podcaster everyone's these days. Every fucking everyone's fucking cunt in the street. Throw a rock out your window now, and you're fucking, yeah, your yeah. odds on to hit a yeah. podcaster. Yeah, ev- everyone's getting involved because they think, first of all, it's it's a, a cushy fucking gig. Yeah, yeah. Which it isn't. It clearly it's isn't. fucking hard. And... <laughs> everyone's just having a go because they, they think it's easy to do and because they've got fuck all else to do because yeah. of the pandemic so everyone's doing a podcast but this and is, a, this is weird I think there should be a podcast go on you throw a rock out the window I mean I do this all yeah. the time because it's a phrase that I use I always go throw a fucking rock out the window and you'll hit yeah. blah 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 okay mm. um, so you chuck a rock out the window and it'll, it'll hit a podcaster and the way you'll know yeah. that it's a podcaster is they'll rub their head, look up, shake their fists and go, my audience should be hearing about this on my podcast. (laughs) And then they'll walk away scribbling down notes. It's actually quite a good riff. It's quite a good riff for my podcast. You know what happened to me? I was walking along the street and a man threw a rock out the window at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have that. I knew you were a podcaster. This is part of a scientific bit of research, you cunt. Did you see now that Greg James, who I like from Radio mm. 1, has now got a new podcast that he does with his wife? Mm. I don't think that should be allowed. He's got a radio show on Radio 1. He can't have a podcast as well. Fuck off. Fucking hell, mate. He's already got a massive podcast called Tailenders about the cricket. Oh, yeah, he has, hasn't he? He's all over this, mate. And there's another one he's doing, um, oh, which is God. also cricket-related. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's what can we say? He's prolific. I would mm. say that, you know, it's, it's not his fault, but the BBC are having the fucking piss. And actually, that gets sunk to the BBC. BBC, right? I'm all for the BBC generally. I, However, although it's unfashionable... Can I just point out this? I just pointed out in this episode may be sponsored by the Peter Crouch podcast. Yeah, no, which I'm a fan of. I think it's great, right? But <laughs> sometimes the BBC, you know... The Peter Crouch podcast is great. People love Peter Crouch. People love the podcast. It's funny. We're great. happy to advertise it. Go for it. But there's a, they've got about a million other fucking po- po- pissant pop... No, that's all. I shouldn't <laughs> use that phrase. It's a phrase I've been using a lot. Because I, I, I referred to someone as a pissant and my wife laughed and I so rarely get a laugh out of my wife for anything. I'm now overusing the term pissant. <laughs> I'm calling everyone and every person. And then straight away, like, the novelty's worn off and she's not laughing anymore. It, it feels like you should be wearing a 10-gallon hat when you're saying that. Yeah. Hither and you thither. goddamn pissant. Right. But there's been fucking... They'll, they'll make a podcast about anything. And in the meantime... Yeah. I've ranted about this before. In the meantime, it's, it's getting in the way of mm. uh, podcasters like us. Or, should I say... Pod Barons, which is what we will henceforth be known as. There it is. From now on, I think that you and I should only be referred to as the Podcast Barons, Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, your I video's called, which I'm What was it I called us? Britain's bolshiest Pod Barons. Pod Barons, yeah. I think... Right, I think I could fa- catch and on. when there's photos of us, we should just be in pinstripe suits with waistcoats, yeah. three piece suits, big <laughs> cigars, Trump yeah. on the podcast barons, British bolshevist podcasters, telling it like it is, yeah, shooting well, from well, the hip. Well, pod and well, pod and well, pod, and all the proceeds <laughs> go to one place and one place only in our fat pockets. Well, that's how it's going to go, and that's how it has been going lately, and I think we're. we're 
entering kind of uh, John Pigface territory a little bit with that little thing we just did there. But I was thinking yesterday, I was in Sainsbury's, right? Now, mm. I know I, you know, famously used to go up the Asda a lot. Yeah. Um, truth is, I didn't really. I'd go up Asda sometimes. I just like saying up the Asda because it sounds a bit like up the arse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd go to Sainsbury's just as many times, but I'm mainly Sainsbury's these days because it's a bit nearer. And I was thinking about cheese when I was in there because I was looking for the Mullican tyre cheese and it's yeah. still not back. No. And I was thinking, that, what, what, what is this podcast really? It started as a football thing, but it's not anymore. We, we kind of talk about everything, but we spend a lot of time talking about food that we like, in particular, Mullican tyre cheese. And I <laughs> yeah. thought, the longer this goes on, the more popular it gets. And the more subscribers we get, our tastes will become more extravagant and exotic. They will. And eventually we'll reach a point where we're talking about lifestyle things that we do that are above and beyond anything that any of our listeners well, can imagine. That is and then exactly we'll have, like rock bands, we'll have, isn't it? We'll have fucked it. We'll have jumped and the we shark. Watch out for that. That, like, you know, so you know, Noel Gallagher speaks about how, you know, definitely maybe they're writing songs about being on the dull, sitting around mm. at home, dicking about just like a lot of the people listening to that first album were, they get to album yeah. three and all they've known, all they know, what, they're going to write songs about flying around in helicopters doing coke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Drinking champers and having it off with fucking Patsy Kensit. No one can relate to that, right? Not many. Not yeah. many. So the point, so yeah, that, that will happen to us. I mean, already you could say just by talking about money. Mullican tyre cheese is a premium cheese, mate. It's not cheap, is it? It's, it's not, not cheap. cheap. It's pretty much it's when they've got belt. it in stock, which they don't at the moment, it's definitely the most expensive cheddar you can get in Sainsbury's. Yeah. When I was a I mean, student, I... I remember having a row with my mate. Mm. I don't fucking like this is what it used to be like. We were in Sainsbury's and I picked up some mature cheddar and he's mm. going to me, Mature cheddar, and he starts doing mm. the old fucking ooh, ark at him, right? Like nose in the air, like making out I'm Lord Snooty or fucking yeah. Scrooge McDuck or what's his name, <laughs> Penny? What's he called? The Monopoly cunt. We've talked about Rich him Uncle Pennybugs. Yeah, like I'm Rich Uncle Penny. And it wasn't. It wasn't taste of difference. I don't even think they had taste of difference range back then. It was just you had mild. Medium, mm. mature, mm. extra mature, right? So there was four tiers, and I got mature. And he started getting, he obviously got mild, and he started giving it like, oh, look at you, who the fuck do you think you are? With your mature cheddar. Oh. And I'm like, what's your fucking problem with mature cheddar? And he went, compare the prices. It's about a pound more. Yeah. This is, we're talking about 1994, 95 prices here. Yeah. Britpop era, mate. So I'm in Sainsbury's. I'm basically buying Caffrey's, Rizzler's, yeah. and cheddar, that's, right? That's 90s. That's diet. A, yeah. That's a 90s shop right there, mate. Yeah, of course it yeah. is. Right and on. Uh, uh, the sunshine. <laughs> oh, oh, eh, oh, eh, cheddar and McCaffrey's. A little bit Jimmy Savile there, but okay. <laughs> I know, it's a fine line between Liam Gallagher and Jimmy Savile. McCaffrey's and right. McCaffrey's cheese. Now the northern. Oh, and I'm king size, Bristol, please. I'm up home to watch the fast show. It's 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 something that sh- it shouldn't be an issue, but it bugs me that you can't do Jimmy Savile impersonation anymore because it's so pleasing to do. Like, it's it's really. You've got to do it the to thing yourself, is, haven't you? In the house. The thing the is, it's really funny. Like <laughs> nothing that Jimmy Savile did was funny. It was atrocious. That's not what I'm saying. But doing an impression of Jimmy Savile. 
with a cigar and all that. It's fucking jingle jangle. It's very pleasing. You're right, you're right. It's funny. I've done too much, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So we've had a row over, because yeah. oh, I, I fucking lost it. Mm. Nowadays I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. But I was like, oh, fuck, what the fuck are you saying? You're saying that I'm a sellout just because I've got fucking mature cheddar, you cunt. I'm fucking proper, mate. I'm still West Ham. Right. What was, what was the price like, difference? Sorry, did you see it? What was the price difference? It's like about, it was about a pound. It was about a pound. Ooh, okay. It's quite a lot. Okay. But my attitude then, as it is now, was I'm going to get the best that I can fucking afford. Yeah. Now, you're saving a pound, right, but that fucking cheddar tastes like candle wax, It's mate. fucking baby there cheese, is isn't no it? There's no fucking flavour in it. Fucking child's cheese, isn't it? It's a fucking baby's cheese, yeah, yeah, for people who can't handle the taste of cheddar. Actual cheese, right? yeah. So you might not, you might as well not even, but I'd rather not have cheese at all than have that, right? Yeah. So I'm going to get, um, for me, it's all or nothing. Mm. That's me, living that's, out that, loud, Living right? out loud, of course, yeah. Yeah. That's my system. But he tried to shame me for it because he was making out that I was sellout, yeah. that I'd gone up market, that I was like fucking swaggering about like I was the king of Siam, right? But I'm just like, mate, I like the taste of cheddar. It's the same thing I say to people when they have milky tea. I'm going to go, basically, mm. you shouldn't drink tea. Mm. What you should do is have a fucking warm mug of milk because that's what you like. Yeah, baby milk. Yeah. Out of a baby bottle. fucking, baby chino, mate. Yeah. So he was cheese shaming you, basically, uh, but it was I, 95. Yeah, that's and, it. And 95 was the era of mature cheese, wasn't it? It was what, you know, it was cigarettes and alcohol and mature cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. They'd always do, like, in Select Magazine, what's in your basket, mm. and it'd be, like, a Brit pot. So it'd be, like, Brett Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. And it'd be, like, yeah, well, obviously... On my way to the good mixer in Camden, I always pick up some mature cheddar, a yeah. four pack of Caffrey's, yeah. and some and some Skizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what will happen is, me and Graham Coxon from the Blur, mm. uh, we'll meet up with a couple of the Spice Boys, probably Phil Bab yeah. and John Scales, yeah. and we'll just go and we'll all chip in a bit. We'll all bring a block of mature each, yeah. and we'll all just go to the park and have a nibble. Chop it out. Chop it out on the table. And you could. <laughs> Chop it out on the no table one, at the park. Yeah, no one was no one was gonna get grass. Wash it down with a with a Caffrey's or, or maybe totally a legal. hooch. Yeah, of course. No one could say anything. I went in the good mixer in in September or October nineteen ninety five. One afternoon. What happened? No one in. Yeah. No one in. It's fucking dead. But did you <laughs> did you walk in with a copy of Park Life by Blur and a and a pen? No, it was. I'll tell you what Just it was. in case the, the blur come in here, and I'll have them sign it. It was my first ever visit to London, ever in my life. Yeah. And I was staying with my mate Straight Paul. Up a good mixer, mate. I was staying with my mate Paul, mm. who's from Sunderland, who'd moved down there, and he was making a life for himself mm. in London. And the reason I was down there, I was going to go into the NME because I was doing some writing for the NME freelance, mm. and they invited me to pop in if I was ever in. So I went on a special trip Lovely. to London, popped in. Had a yeah. pint with uh, with Johnny Cigarettes, who was the journalist. Oh, I remember him, yeah. Who was my uh, editor of the page I was writing for, the Thrills page. So yeah. we had a nice pint in the autumn sunshine. It was a lovely day. A uh, couple of pints, and then me and my mate Paul were at a loose end, and we decided to go to the good mixer to just mm. just just take in the whole of the... Just to the drink, in the, the, drink in the atmosphere. The, 
what what I call the Euro '96 vibes, even though it wasn't Euro '96 yet. But that it, whole that era, Euro '96 was, was coming under. Do you know, it was you, we knew it was coming, and we knew what it was going to yeah. be, and how great it was going to be. We're going there. We're bound to see like Tony Blair having a pint with like you know Prescott and yeah. Harriet Harman, all that lot, yeah. right? More and we'll just fucking we'll get the cheddar in, and yeah. it'll turn into a fucking lock-in. We'll be there all night, mate. And it was must have been about three p.m. No fucker there. Nothing going on. So that was not a sign of Blair. Nothing. Nobody. There was there was like literally nobody in, which I thought was weird. But um, I don't know. Maybe they'd all been out the night you, before. You'd, you'd sometimes see. Tony and Cherie, and if he wasn't with Cherie, he might be with the the lass from um, Echo Belly or something like that. Yeah, and they'd Sonia. just be fucking, they'd be propping up the bar, just fucking boshing the hooches, mate. Nah, nothing going on, nothing going on. Singing, oh, well. singing, um, Vindaloo by Fat Les. Yeah, which wasn't actually out then. But you missed out. That was obviously a day where they had something else on. Yeah, jalapeno. <laughs> Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. Hey, what do you think about this Nicholas Witchell? I'm Nicholas Witchell. I'm Nicholas Witchell, and I know everything about the royal family. I know, I know so much about the royal family that the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, pay me money to tell them what I know. I'm an ITK about the Queen. I'm, I'm the official royal correspondent. I know everything about the royal family. I even know things that you don't know, and I've been asked not to say, and I won't say because I am a good helper to the royal family. It's a strange situation, maybe, or you may see it that way, in that the BBC paid me a salary to not tell you things that I know, which many people may think is the opposite of journalism, but it must be real journalism because they pay me a pretty penny for it. And it doesn't matter what's happening within the royal family, I will defend them to the hilt at all times. For instance, the BBC paid me to not reveal that Prince Andrew was an international nonce. <laughs> and, and I did my job extremely well. Both Sir John BBC and Prince Philip were both delighted with me for never revealing the truth. I kept that secret in my little secret box in my mind for years and years and years and years. And <laughs> I never write it down. 
They're so I never proud even write of it me. down, even in my secret locket diary that I have with a tiny lock, the shape of a heart, with a picture of the Queen on front of it. I don't even write it in there because someone might steal it and read it. They're so proud of me because I've kept the special secret all the time. And now, because people are starting to talk about it quite a lot, which they don't want, we're now starting to talk about Meghan Markle and what a beastly woman she is. So I've been on the TV every day this week saying mean, mean things about her so that people won't talk about what a nods Prince Andrew is. And they like me for it. <laughs> I hate Meghan Markle, but it's not because she's black or a woman. If that's what you're thinking. She's just It's mean. got nothing to do with that, actually. It's just because she has no regard for protocol. <laughs> protocol is very important. It's much more important than skin colour. I mean, she's she's been very, very mean, but it doesn't matter that she has a different colour skin to everybody else because I don't see colour. I just see people and no. their behaviour. It doesn't matter that she's got different pigmentation in her skin. And despite the fact that she has a vagina and not a penis, she still seems to harbour strong opinions on things, which is strange, I know. But that's not the reason I hate her. Yeah, it's been quite a week, hasn't it? The Queen has a vagina, but she studiously never has opinions. We're spreading... You know what happened to the last person who had a vagina and had opinions in the royal family? The less said about her, the better. She was dealt with. Yes, and we're doing it all over again. (laughs) (laughs) We should deal with this one just like we did the last. (laughs) Okay, Nicholas Witchell, thank you. Now, on to the economy. (laughs) 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 Thank you for that report, Nicholas Witchell. (laughs) Yes, my name is Nicholas Witchell. Yes, we know that. You said that at the beginning. Nicholas Witchell. Perhaps soon, Sir Nicholas Witchell. Mate, that's never going to fucking happen. Right? So give that fucking dream up now. You know, If that's what this is all about, then you're on to a loser. We all remember when Prince Charles cunted you up on Mike a few years back. Do you remember that? It's on a ski slope or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he was like, he said something like, not this cunt. Is that Constellia? <laughs> Fucking hell, ginger bollocks has turned up again. He's like a bad smell, that pump. (laughs) Fuck me. You'd have thought he'd be bored. He's been doing this beat for years. Don't you want to do something else? Like fucking become like the cricket correspondent. Then you get loads of trips off to the fucking West Indies and Australia. I mean, it's it's just fucking... It just elevated itself to a whole new level this week. Some of the clips that I've seen of him sitting there at the fucking desk in the new studio... Just basically cheerleading the cunts. And everything but, that's happened. Mate, what? Yeah. I was going to say, everything that's well, happened. Oh, I just. It, you know, we, we've, we've talked about how we, we kind of grew up not hating the royal family, but just fucking strongly disliking them because they. You just think it's silly. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. Like a huge part of that establishment thing, and we, we kind of grew up being mm. anti establishment, if you like. But they're just fucking the self-destruction that's going on at the minute among them is it's fucking enjoyable to see really because you've got on one hand yeah, you've but- got a nuts and then on the other hand you've got all this shit coming out about Meghan Markle apparently and it's like the hypocrisy is just fucking staggering the the, the thing is right if you just like irrespective of the what's going on with the royals the BBC it is are you going Adam Curtis on us here again Oh, it's just it's just embarrassing that you that they are paying a bloke yeah. to be a royal correspondent at all, actually. Because for me, 
the subject is not big enough to justify having a senior, presumably well-paid, dedicated correspondent, right? When you hear them constantly talking about all oh, cuts here and cuts there and the BBC's under pressure, it's like, well, why have you got on retainer, right, a mm. senior journalist who, because of it, the way the pay works, because it's public sector, he's been there so long that he'll be on some mind... Well, we could find out. He's on a mind-boggling amount of money, Right. I assumed, he would just, I assumed he'd just be like a freelancer and just ring the cunt up when something happens to do with the royals. Like ah, once every two and a half weeks. On the fucking, they get that, like, so what I'm saying is, right, I don't know who, for instance, their global warming correspondent is. Mm. Maybe they have one, maybe they don't. I don't know, they've probably got an environment environmental editor, right? Or who their fucking head of international paedophile ring coverage is, right, if they've got one of those. Well, they do have a royal overlap. correspondent, which in itself is silly when we keep hearing about how the BBC spends too much money. But even if you put that one aside, if you're going to have someone doing that job, it is an embarrassment for the BBC, which, let's be honest, is one of the last fucking bastions of reliable, impartial... People will laugh at this and we'll probably get messages because mm. I know there's all sorts of people left and right who think the BBC gives impartial news. But I personally think, on the whole, it, it, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good news resource. But how can they have a geezer who's coming on in their employ, who is just like a spokesperson but calls himself a journalist, right? Yeah. Get editorialising and getting stuck in to this woman, to Meghan Markle, on the news every day. Yeah. It's insulting to all of us who pay the fucking licence fee. And like I said on Twitter earlier, meanwhile, they fucking cancelled Blobby years ago. And if you ask them why they cancelled Blobby, they'll go, oh, well, we had fucking... If you go and ask Yentob, right? Oi, Yentob, you fucking clown. <laughs> why did you cancel Blobby? Right? You go, oh, well, yeah, the BBC Charter, etc., etc., and we're under a lot of commercial strain and cuts to the budget. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, he brought fucking joy to millions with his fucking madcap shenanigans, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Everyone loved it. Put a smile on everyone's fucking face. Totally. Right? And yet, you fucking biffed in and you still got this cunt, fucking so called royal correspondent, Witchell running around wetting his knickers on a full-time fat fucking salary to basically be a paid spokesperson for the royal family, right? So mm. how does that fucking add up, Yen Top? Yeah, I've got nothing to add to that. I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, I endorse everything you've just said, obviously. But Sack Witchell and bring back bring, Blobby. Bring back Blobby. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Blobby standing outside Buckingham Palace uh, giving us an update on what's, what's <laughs> happening. I mean, you know, you know when there's a royal birth and they put that little sign up outside Buckingham Palace on a little oh stand, don't they, to announce the birth? You just get Blobby careering yeah. into that, knocking it over, picking it up, <laughs> and smashing it off the gates. Fucking great! That's what we want. Imagine Blobby at a royal wedding. You know when there's a camera rigged up in like St Paul's Cathedral or wherever the fuck it is, Westminster Abbey. Yeah. Right. Westminster Abbey, they have it, don't they? And. Uh, and there's a commentator. Sometimes it'll be Witchell or some other dope, right? And yeah. and and there is the uh, president of the uh, African Republic of uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. He is one of the many dignitaries who has been invited. And there, there's Sir Elton John, of course, who we're led to believe will be performing at the reception afterwards. And, and who's this? Oh, and here, of course, is Mr. Blobby, who has been a dear, dear friend of the Royal Brothers. Oh, dear. 
Oh, Mr. Blobby seems to have lost his footing. Oh, no. Oh, he's knocked the Queen over and everyone can see her knickers. And now he's fallen on top of her and it looks as if they're having it off and he can't seem to be able to get up. And he's knocked someone else's wig off. <laughs> it'd make fucking... It'd make chaos, wouldn't it, at a royal it wedding? Would be, yeah. I wonder if this episode will go out um, after Prince Philip's death is announced. Because we're recording it Thursday afternoon and by the time Here's it comes my out prediction. Friday morning, who knows? Here's my prediction. Okay. And this is a prediction I've stood by for some time, so let it be known now on record. Good. Prince Philip will never die. Yes, I think ever. Said before. Yeah. Yeah. He will live until he's, he's two hundred and fifty at the very least. He'll outlive all of us. Um I don't think he will ever die. I think he will be sooner or later, right? Mm. This is the basics of evolutionary science, mate. Sooner or later. There will be a man who never dies. Yeah, right? well, absolutely. And I reckon it's going to be him. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not in good nick myself personally, but I'm praying on the fact that in 15 years or so there will be drugs that will keep us alive a lot longer than we deserve to be alive for. In my case, it, a lot of it's genetic, 80. mate. I mean, 90 percent of what it will dictate when you die is genetic. Is it? Notwithstanding you doing something daft like, yeah. you know. Getting up on your roof to fix your satellite dish and slipping. Right, but I, the man with your logistic expertise, logistic expertise is unlikely to take that kind of yeah, risk. Yeah, I hope right? so. Um, you know, if your grandpa—I mean, did your grandparents live to a decent age? Um, pretty much, yeah, most of them. Yeah, three quarters of them like, did. What eighties? Yeah, uh, early eighties. Yeah, yeah, seventies. Well, late seventies isn't that old, is it? Really? Fucking hell! All right, so listen. Well, Different so times, though. Different upbringings. No, that means your parents are probably going to keep going to their 80s. Yeah. Maybe they're in their 80s. My, my old man's in his 80s, yeah, right? Yeah, 70s now. And yeah. and uh, and you'll go at least... You'll go at least hundreds. Get in. 110, do you think? You don't smoke. Don't smoke. Don't drink as much so, as I used to. There you go. Um, 110? I'll give you 110. I don't mean you're going to live forever. I think Prince Philip's going to live forever. But I would say that my prediction for you is you'll live to 110. I mean, really, your only massive vice is cheese. But to be honest, I've been reading a lot of nutritional stuff. Over Christmas, I read a nutritional book, which I might have mentioned. And uh, turns out, according to this fucker, it's called Why We Eat Too Much, right? Yeah. And apparently, all that stuff about dairy and blah, 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 you know, fats, cholesterol, it's all bollocks, mate. Mm. That, it, it, that was all made up right. by the, you know, the um, fructose and the um, corn industry right. to big fucking corn. distract you. Big corn, I've talked about it before. Big right. corn and big fructose. Mm. Cheese is fine, mate. So, yeah, you're nailed on for 110 as far as I'm concerned. Well, if you're going to eat me, cheese... I, in the next episode, I don't have to announce your death. If you're going to eat cheese, the podcaster, the, pod, the pod baron, Andy Dawson, has died in a cheese-related incident. <laughs> His long-time business partner, the pod baron, Sam Delaney, said in a statement, I feel bad because I was only telling him the other day that cheese was fine, that cheese was benign. Yeah, that's what can happen. Um, before we go, let's do some predictions. Oh, quickly, just the, the TV tip for this weekend. Uh, Sky Art Saturday night documentary about Polystyrene, who was the singer in the mm. post-punk group X-Ray Specs. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've seen that. I watched it the other night on the Glasgow Film Festival because 
I can do that kind of thing. But it's on Sky Arts on Saturday night. Oh, bondage. Up yours. Yeah. Up yours. Yes, mate. Mm. Oh, bondage up yours. Anyone who's fucking wrote that song is good for me. Exactly. Don't know what she's on about, but sounds like a lot of fun. James Bond, I reckon. Um, Right. Predictions. Are you ready? Here we go. Aston Villa versus Wolverhampton Wanderers, Sam. Midlands Derby. One all. One all. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one all as well. Yeah. Sunderland versus Villa Rochdale. have gone off the boil. A lot of people were going on about him earlier in the yeah. season, but well, Grealish nah. is out, isn't he? So there you go. But yeah, um, one man team, mate. Simple as that. Sunderland versus Rochdale. I'm gonna go three nil Sunderland. Oh alright, I'll say two nil Sunderland. Okay. Thirteen points out of the last fifteen. Officially now on a roll. Um wow. Manchester United versus Manchester City. Ooh, I think that will be 2-0 Man City. I think it will be 0-0. And the Manchester City run will end. Uh, West Ham United versus Leeds. I'll go first on this one. Um, Yeah, 2-0 West Ham. Uh, I'll say 3-1 West Ham. Okay, goals galore. And finally, Millwall versus Blackburn. Nil nil. Nil nil. God, that sounds awful, doesn't it? One nil to Millwall, I think. That's it from the predictions. That's pretty much it from the episode. Um, I believe there's been Earth Tournament developments. Will we get them after the weekend or do we do a special episode? There's been the draw. It kicks off in a couple of weeks. But um, uh, I can tell you one thing. Tell us one thing. Um, You know that Jeffrey Skate and Monty Moores have gone. Yeah. Right? After the disappointment of last year's Earth Tournament. And then they both joined Hammersmith United, mm-hmm. but then they fell out and Monty mm-hmm. Moore's left. Yeah. So that's another story. But I was saying to Len, I'm a bit worried because they were so much fun. There was always shenanigans going on. Like well, we were remembering Moore's, yeah. Mexico 2019. Obviously, there was the bear prank. In the woods. But yeah. the other thing that we we were remembering about was when... Do you remember there was a like a gap of like six weeks between the semi-final and the final? Yeah, they had to just go home, and, didn't they? Or did they hang around? No, they weren't allowed to go home. That was what made it home. funny. They had to stay on the campsite in Mexico where they six were staying weeks. for six weeks without their family. <laughs> and the goalkeeper got really, really bad diarrhoea. That's right, yeah. <laughs> from something he ate. Anyway, I said, oh, I miss those antics. I wonder if yeah. that's going to happen. Well, he went, don't worry. The new manager is a really good, really, really good laugh. He's yeah. all about fun. And oh, I said, right. that's great. Good. What do we know about him? Well, he's half Spanish, half English. Yep. And I said, what's his name? And he said, well, he did have a Spanish name, right? Um, but he's changed it now to to a British name since he became England manager. He's, he's changed it to... Um, Brian uh, Horton, right? <laughs> Brian Horton, as in Brian... No, Brian Horgan. Horgan. Brian Horgan. Right. Brian Horgan. And I said, why did he change it? And he said, unfortunately, he received racial abuse over oh. his Spanish name. And that is horrible. Mm. And it's a shame that he felt the need to change his name. But he did. Um and apparently he's a lot of fun, but he's got a Spanish mum and an English dad, and that's all I know about him. Right. Um, sure and I know we're also in the same group as the Philippines. Cool. Um, I so wonder more if, to follow on that. I wonder if in the Leniverse it's acceptable and even fun to do Jimmy Savile impersonations. Could you find out about that I'll for I'll ask us? him. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, by the way, I said to Lynn, what was his Spanish name originally? 
and then just said without hesitation, I can't remember. <laughs> Fair enough. Can't ask for more than that. That's it from this one. Mm. Have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll be back after the weekend with more. Uh, be the best that you could be. Remember to take care of yourself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 